Well, welcome back to the Care Team Podcast. This is episode 67. Uh, this is December 23rd, two days before Christmas. Woo-hoo. And our uh, our go-to <laughs> verse is Romans 12, 2, uh, where we like to uh, sum it up by saying, change your mind, change your life. And uh, we're joined here with a couple special guests. Callie Broy uh, used to be our intern and, yeah. uh, and Kelsey Brown. Uh, so just want to introduce you all and say uh, welcome you're all. Or, uh, I just want to say I'm so glad you guys are here with us today. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. It feels like I just on a really long vacation right now. And I feel like I say that every time <laughs> I see one of you all like church on Sunday or something. I'm like, I just feel like I'm on a vacation and I'm just not back to work yet. So it feels kind of surreal knowing I'm back and it's like I'm not on staff anymore. Well, so. you did help us with a major event just a yep. little over a week and a half ago. That's true. And, <laughs> and I saw yep. you on Sunday. And yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, thanks for just having me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, as we dive in today, uh, we have a, uh, a soft start. It's a little bit of a Christmas get to know you soft start. Mm-hmm. So this would be, <laughs> would you rather? And uh, so would you, and, and I'm going to gear this specifically towards uh, Callie and, and Kelsey, but Tom and I will chime in as well. Okay. Would you rather be super fast at making snowballs or using an Etch-a-Sketch? It depends on how creative I am with an Etch-a-Sketch. I could be fast with one now. I just wouldn't look good, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'd I mean, say I... snowballs probably. But unless I'm really creative and can actually make things with the Etch-a-Sketch, I would say Etch-a-Sketch. Okay. No, I'd say snowball. I'd want to win in a fight. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask yeah. you guys like some anger issues. Yeah, yeah no, like I want to. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably say snowballs. Me too. And yeah. I was picturing Elf when he's like, yes, I want to be exactly. able to throw him that fast too. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, if you if you had to be an elf, would you rather be working in Santa's workshop or making cookies in a tree? Making cookies in a tree. Ooh, workshop. Yeah. <laughs> cookies so I could eat some of the cookies. That's, that's an easy like one baking. for me. baking. I don't know. I like being... Yeah. I guess I like if you get cookies, you're like... I guess you would probably get four seasons, so I would probably go with that. I don't know if I could just do... Christmas no, do you, all the time. Do you remember from Elf when they just got done and it's like, all right, we got, or maybe it was, uh, I it was in the beginning. It's like, this is yeah. why we chose these people. And we yeah, can, right. But then he, but as soon as they're done, they have to start for next year. I just couldn't yeah. do it. Oh, right? yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay. On your spaghetti, would you rather have maple syrup or candy corn? Oh, oh come man. on. This is a None no brainer. None of the above. None of the above. If I had to pick one, I'd pick syrup. Yeah. But- yeah, yeah, I think I would too. I love uh, candy corn, but not on spaghetti. Yeah, no. I'm going syrup as well for yeah. sure. I, I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna mix it up by saying candy corn. I think if you cover it up enough, it might be kind of like a a weird tofu, you know, with some marinara <laughs> oh, yeah. or whatever. I don't know. That's that's a stretch, man. It's a stretch. It is. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> All right, two more. Would you rather have to wear a Santa suit every day, or would you rather uh, wear elf jingle bell shoes that that jingle when you walk? Probably the shoes. I like I like putting together outfits. I like clothes. I would not like wearing the same the same outfit every day. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I was thinking the opposite. I wouldn't have to choose an outfit every day. <laughs> I could just roll up in my Santa suit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this question. Uh, uh, well, I, I do I, I'm, I'm like definitely not the shoes. But then if you get the Santa suit, you have to like eat like a pound of beard every day. It's you know, it's so. also True. it's also so hot like the Santa suit. Yeah. But bells jingling every time I walked would drive me. I would drive myself yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. People would know you were coming too. They're like, don't talk right now. She's coming. We can't talk about this. 
All right, last one. If you could only choose one of these, would you rather ride on the Polar Express? And I was thinking about this because you got to remember the Polar Express wasn't all fun and games. Oh, uh, no, yeah. they threw people off of it. They're yeah. like, get off yeah. here. Where's your ticket? There were homeless people with fires on the roof. Yeah. Well, and, and then they drove across the, 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 the lake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you yes. get the Polar Express or would you take a, a ride on Santa's sleigh, which could also be. That could also be very dangerous. No, but is Santa's sleigh in the sky? Because like for sure I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like I'm taking a ride on Santa's sleigh. I'm down for the sleigh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would go with the sleigh. I feel like I'm worried about heights and with heights I'm like I need to ensure that I'm strapped in like roller coasters I can do that because I know I'm not going to go anywhere <laughs> but I don't know yeah. I would probably say the sleigh but I would need like Santa's magic to ensure that I'm not falling out of it anywhere. if it's Tim Allen Santa Claus's sleigh they had the best hot cocoa dispenser in that thing <laughs> yeah, so did, yeah. I'm, I'm down the CD. I'm down for the yeah. he was like yeah I got oh I got a CD player no cocoa dispenser <laughs> yeah. and cookie dispenser too yeah so but yeah I'm just thinking about like that part where they just barely missed you know like getting back on the rail on yeah, the ice no. and then and then they were like all right it's time to hang on and you're going down like no we're gonna leave that for the <laughs> adrenaline junkies yeah. all right yeah, we're sure. <laughs> yeah it wasn't all fun and games so well but as we dive in uh so callie uh, you know a lot of people who've been listening know that, that uh, callie uh she's not on our team anymore uh but oh. she she's still a friend <laughs> And uh, but she's he- she's heading out to Romania, uh, and Kelsey is going to be going with her. Yeah, so that, we yeah. kind of want to talk are, about. Are that you one. guys? Um, I know as we dive in here, you're going to tell us a little bit more about the ministry. Tell the folks that are listening. Um, but are you getting to partner out there? Like, are you, are you essentially going together and going to be working together? How is that going to work for you guys? Yeah. yeah so we're going to have roles that we do together, but we each have different individual roles that Rachel's kind of assigned us based on kind of like where our interests are, what our passions are and things of that nature. So my role is going to be a family life developer. So I'll mainly be with women and children. And then Kelsey is going to be mainly with children and preteens. All right, Kelsey, I'm going to throw this to you. And and this was my fault. That question was my fault. Let's back up because (laughs) Callie said Rachel and a lot of folks listening may not know who Rachel is. Sorry, everyone. So Kelsey, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the ministry, about kind of who's running it, maybe who recruited you. I know God called you, but who recruited you um, and talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So Rachel Ross is actually the person that founded FMN, Forget Me Not Ministries. Um, she works with a guy named Dave out there and they do awesome work out there in Romania, but it's actually Nate's sister from, so Nate, the main pastor at Northside, sister, the lead pastor. Um, it's his sister and yeah, I don't know. I just lost my train of thought. Um, but, um, I forgot what you asked me. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about, um, the partnership between Northside Christian Church and Forget Me Not Ministries. Um, maybe a little bit about how that got started, if you if you if you know that information. Okay. Yeah, like how Rachel ended yeah, up out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So Northside actually, it's a mission partner with Northside Christian Church. Forget me not, Ministries is, and it actually just started with Rachel. She had a calling on her heart from God that she just wanted to help these kids that weren't being helped and weren't being loved on. Um, I think her mom actually told Callie and I that she started off as wanting to be a teacher, and she was mm-hmm. like, "But I want to help the kids that are not getting hugs, they're not getting loved on." Mm-hmm. So. Um, she set out there, didn't know the language, didn't know really where she was going. I think her heart was set on working in an orphanage. Um, she fell in love with a little Roma baby out there and traced her back to Tinka, Romania. And that's where it all began. And it started with her just leaping into faith and not knowing anything about 
I mean, she probably knew about the culture, but didn't know much of the language, which is just crazy to me, <laughs> but so awesome that that's how it all started. And from there, the ministry has just grown. There's been, um, I know Callie and I have been on several mission trips to Romania with the college age ministry, mm-hmm. and it's just blessed us in so many ways, blessed the ministry in so many ways. And it's just been awesome to see how that's unfolded throughout the years. Very cool. Did you want to piggyback on that, Callie? Talk about maybe a little bit about the people group that you're going to reach. Yeah. So the Roma are, they're not fully Romanian. And so that's a big reason why they're not valued in their culture. Um, I believe in Kelsey, I know you probably know this. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but they migrated from India. They were in India around that area. So they're not fully Romanian and they kind of just dispersed throughout the country. And so a lot of people, because they're not fully um, full-blooded anything, they're just kind of prejudiced against really badly, Mm. which sounds like such a foreign concept to us right now because we've pretty much moved past that, you know, as a society, as a culture here in America. But, you know, it's still very much a big issue in other parts of the world. And so, you know, they're very... um, isolated they feel like they have to steal to get by to be able to survive to live people don't want to employ them because of the color of their skin because of the reputation they have of stealing and things of that nature and so it just leads a lot of room for like they're not people they're not real we don't need to worry about them kind of feel now i know the term gypsy is used Mm -hmm. and that conjures up all kinds of images in people's minds right um is that is that term considered um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, derogatory. Derogatory, yeah. Yeah. It- um so it's it is more of a negative term. I think the reason that it's hard is because sometimes you say Roma and people are like, I don't know who that is. But when you say Roma gypsy, people start to understand more around this area. So I'll say it every now and then if I'm trying to explain that people group to other people that I know. But if you were to go in Romania and say, like, gypsy, like, I feel like that's really common over there, but it's just derogatory. Like, there's a negative connotation, and even though people know what you're talking about, if you were to address that person in that way, it would feel really hurtful. Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that helps people understand. Um, now, now, you've been there before, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Kelsey, have you been there before? Yes. Okay. Do you all mind, like, telling us just a little about that and how that kind of shaped uh, your decision to go back? Gosh, yeah, so much, right? <laughs> yeah, you can go first. If you yeah, want. Callie and I actually went on both of our trips. We've both been over twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were both planning on going in 2020. Yeah. And COVID had different plans. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just those team trips that we've taken has grown my love for the Roma families in itself. Mm-hmm. Like the kids, I just don't even know mm-hmm. where to begin. <laughs> I'm a kid person. I love kids. I would love to work with them in the future. But those kids specifically just have my heart and it was always a thing. Like every time I would leave, I'm like, gosh, I'm leaving a piece of my heart here Mm -hmm. with these kids. Like I've grown such a connection in two weeks. And so whenever the opportunity came up to go for longer, I'm like, of course, yes. And I fought it for a while in my head and um, prayed over it. And I know, I just know that those trips meant so much to us. And Mm -hmm. so being able to stay there longer just means so much. And the things that will happen when we go and what God will do through that time that we're there and it's also just going to be so nice because it is. It will just be Callie and I. So just focus yeah. time in on loving on those families and those kids mm-hmm. through the program and everything else. Mm-hmm. I remember like 
the first time I went, like, I just burped in the mic. Um, I remember the first time that I went, um, it was very, it, it's eye-opening for anyone when you leave the country and go to a different part of the world you've never been before. But it was my first time ever being on a plane, ever traveling, like, further, yeah, than the United States. So I ended up, like, People are like, this is your first flight? I'm like, yeah, technically my first three, because getting over there, it takes three <laughs> flights to get over there. And, you know, traveling all together took probably around 24 hours, roughly, with all the layovers and stuff like that. I don't travel well, so that was also interesting. I was just like, this is the worst. I was like, not having a good time. I was like, I need Dramamine. Like, I need all these things on the planes and stuff. And I just remembered getting over there and... I don't know. I've never ever had to experience loving someone that I couldn't even speak their language, but like having a heart for them so deeply. And I remembered like when we first went into the Isaiah Center for the first time, which is where Rachel does her after school program with the children that are in that program. I was like, I'm so afraid that a kid is not going to like bond with me. Like that was a huge fear that I had because everybody's mm -hmm. like, oh, this kid remembers me from last year. Or right. like you just go in being like, okay, well, I hope that like I am able to bond and have these strong bonds that people talk about that have went before. Sure enough, I got the sassiest one there. Her name's Lisey <laughs> and she just cracks me up. She was always the one that was like yelling at people like go do this or something like that. And <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's this one guy on our team, and Peyton, if you're listening, um, you're going to be missed on that trip for sure, but there was one time he was trying to get on, like, the trampoline, and she would not let him, like, she would not <laughs> let him get on there, and those of you who don't know Peyton, he's just, like, a really tall guy, and so, like, I think she was, she was just really nervous that, like, the trampoline was just going to, like, rip or something, so she just got, like, no, you can't get up here, like, she kept telling him to go away, like, go away, and she just, she was cracking me up, she's, like, the ringleader, she's, like, no, you're not allowed to do this, go do this, like, she's just so bossy, but she's, like, also so sweet, and she, I built such a good connection with her, but I also think, like, over there when we were wrapping up our trip, um, we were in Budapest, Hungary, and, like, we were walking around, which is just, like, the coolest place I've probably ever been to. It's so beautiful down there. We were right next to the Danube River and, like, just walking by, like, their parliament building and stuff like that. And I just remembered being, like, this is only one part of, like, this, the entirety of this world that, like, God has created. And just, like, recognizing, like, the diversity of God and just how much he creates and his like abilities to create things so uniquely and also just his heart for so many people. When I'm used to like the people in my life and like the United States and what that looks like, but also how different things can be too. And just seeing like him in all of that. And it's just really eye opening. So thank you for that. Kelsey, I want to aim this one toward you, but either of you can answer this or both of you. Um, and you kind of addressed it a little bit, Callie, you know, when there are things like difficulty traveling, et cetera, you kind of know in some ways that's a calling when you're willing to go through that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I've been through this. I know it was hard and I'm willing to do that again. Help, help the folks listening. A couple things. So we know that in the great commission, we're all Christians. We're to take the gospel. We're to take the, the message to the world, to the nations of the world, to the lost, to the people who haven't heard about Jesus. But I think it's a very special calling on those 
especially to international missions who are called to that. Like, for example, I am not called to that. That is not a calling on my life. Help, help the folks understand maybe from your personal perspective how you know it's a calling on your life. Because there might be some people going, well, I've wondered about missions, or I've wondered if God wants me doing that, or I'm kind of interested in that. How do you know that's a calling? And, and then once you know that, how did you move forward? Right. Um, I think that for me, it goes back to the very first trip we took with the college age ministry. Um, just like I said earlier, like leaving a piece of my heart behind. And I think the second time I went, I was like, okay, God, not right now, but like, I know it's not right now, but if you ever decide like, this is where I want you in the future for a longer time, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. And so it was presented to us and everything just kind of laid out. Like I was not in a graduate program, which I had previously planned on being in. Um, I don't, I didn't love the job I had. So, and I was like, well, okay. And then Callie knows I fought with this internally Mm -hmm. for a while. I'm like, okay, God, but not really. Like you're joking. (laughs) You don't really want me over there. (laughs) Like I know what I said. And then, you know, you're calling me to this, but really God. Um, so it took like, it was just a lot of intentional prayer, like not Mm -hmm. like setting out like specific time to be able to just pray intentionally through that. And, um, I just knew I was supposed to be there. It's so hard to explain, but when you just know, you just know. And then Callie and I, we've experienced a lot of setbacks trying to get there so far Mm -hmm. in just the fact that we're still wanting to go. We know God is still calling us to that. I think just really like shows that we are supposed to be there. I mean, we have. And I was going to ask about that too, because I know initially it was supposed to be a year. Right. And now it's, that's still kind of, is that up in the air or? Yeah, so we're kind of looking through options right now, but a year is looking to be not, it's, it's not going to be a thing. Option, yeah. yeah. Romania government um, can be sketchy, <laughs> for lack of better terms. Um, and so every January 1st, they just reset laws, and they don't really explain why or what they're going to reset. So they'll take some away, add some new ones. And so one of the laws that they're changing is they're shutting down the visa offices. So Callie and I were going to have to apply to be a resident of Romania but we will not be able to do that if there's not a visa office open. Wow. So wow. it was supposed to be a year. We're about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's looking more three months. So even then um, leaning into that, knowing that God is still going to work so much those three months, it's not, yeah. it's not exactly what Callie and I had planned or um, expected yeah. out of this, but knowing that we're still supposed to be there, this still came about for a reason. God is still calling us into this. And so, um, just leaning faithfully into that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you talked a little bit about just kind of that confirmation in your spirit. Callie, can you expand on that a little bit again? Because I think people who we use that term a lot in church, right. the calling, if you're not a churched person or you haven't been around a lot, that, that term can be very confusing. Yeah. Um, and so when, when God is encouraging us to do something or, or calling us quote unquote to do something, how can you help somebody sort of affirm that in their spirit? I think for me, when this opportunity came up and this is one of the, I, I am very intentional with my relationship with God, with like making sure I'm seeking out like, God, is this what you want for me? And I remember I was intentional going into just like looking at other job opportunities, like being very prayerful and just being like, okay, God, like, I remember being specific, like, God, I want doors that are clearly from you. I want them to be opened. Um, And I was like expecting a few to open and just having to like really discern what was the right one. And then I was like, also God, like, you know, I'm 
in school right now. By the end of this internship at Northside, I'm going to have more experience with pastoral care. I was like, and I don't really want to go to a job that doesn't have anything to do with that anymore. But I was like, and I can't really get a job as like, you know, a pastoral counselor until I get my degree. So there were just a lot of things that I was like, I want open doors. I want things that are just very clearly from you. I want, um, I was like, I want something that like, I can kind of be in between with my major on. And so there was just a lot of things that I prayed about and like two weeks later was when I got that job opportunity and it was immediately. And I will preface it by saying too, when I was being really intentional with praying about it, I heard the spirit tell me like, be prepared to move out of your house. And there are not a lot of times in my life where I've just clearly heard God like that. And it was really surreal because I remember like God whispers to us like you know he's not loud and like do this like it's like no you have to like lean in and be open and you have to be um, listening and sometimes we have to be really patient and so I was like laying there and just in silence after I prayed and he whispered that and at first I was like is that really what you just said like what do you mean I was like you know and then you're trying to figure everything out because my life, I like to plan things out. I know nobody relates to that that's listening to this. Um, and so I was like, okay, like, what does this mean? And of course, I was trying to figure it out. And then like two weeks later, that job opportunity came up and I just like froze. And I was like, wait. And it was like immediately, like I had so much peace and I was like, okay, God, like, and I told Doug Newland, who was our outreach minister that told us about that. I was like, Doug, I don't know how to explain it but I think I'm doing this. Like it was an immediate like response. And that's crazy for me because I am somebody who likes to weigh my options. I don't like just jumping into things, but it was like, okay, God, I'm all well, in. And I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off just to say for those listening to that, that's often what we mean when we talk about yeah. o- obedience, because mm-hmm. I think we can associate obedience with like a stern sort of parental thing, but obedience yeah. means when God is speaking to you through your spirit and your whole being sort of knows something yeah. is right, mm-hmm. that you, you move out in that. You, you, you said yeah. almost w- almost without your own permission, you're telling Doug, like, yeah. I'm, I'm doing this. And that's the kind of obedience that God calls us to. So that's great. Well, yeah. and, and even then, I mean, like, you know, we, uh, the, the Holy Spirit does, does all the transformational work We're we're just, you know, we, we just, when God calls us, our, our only thing we need to do is just be obedient. Say yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard for me to do. Yes. Yeah. The Holy Spirit says jump. We say how high. Yeah. 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 We're, we're kind of rounding the yeah. corner on our time here. What I would love to do is take a few minutes, have both of you talk about, um, uh, we would love to help support you in any way we can. So if people want to support the mission of Forget Me Not and specifically support what you're going to be going and doing, how can they do that? Yeah. Um, I think a big thing that I tell people when they're like, I want, like, how can I support you? I think I always lead with like, we're going to need prayer. Like there is an enemy. He is very real. He does not like when people are, you know, surrendering their lives and doing kingdom work. And so I was like, I know that he is going to be trying to come in, keeping us from doing that, keeping us from being encouraged from it, which he's already been trying real hard at that. It's been really interesting, but I've, um, I've just told people, I'm like, more than anything, just covering us in prayer, just whatever you feel like you like need to pray for us about, whatever the Spirit's leading you to pray over us for. But also just if you don't know what to pray, just for protection of our minds, you know, just like um, I tell people a lot, just pray like the armor of God over us that protects our mind and our spirit, all those things. 
Um, but financially is also a huge help. Kelsey and I are fundraising our salaries going over there. And I know it's Christmas season and it can be, you know, kind of taxing for people to, um, you know, be wanting to donate. But I'm just telling people like you can support us while we're over there. There is a possibility that we will work stateside for six months, um, just working for the ministry. That's following the three months, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we would be over there for three months, and then there's a possibility for us to work stateside for six months and then potentially go back over there like for three more months to like round out the full year. Um, but even though we're going to be here, we're still going to be working a lot for Forget-Me-Not, probably close to full-time potentially. And so... And, and I want to be clear... Um, to the folks listening that none of that is funded. In other words, right, yeah. you, I think you said it, but literally you're raising your own salary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the way you can donate to that, if you are interested or just want to read our story about what we're doing more specifically, um, you can just go to mynorthside.com slash trips. And then it'll be a picture of me and Kelsey and we each are like holding a kid. Um, <laughs> and then um, I think it's called like Romania intern support. Um, and then you can click on that, read our story, and then there is a form that you can donate to either Kelsey or I, and you can either do like a monthly donation, you can just do like a one-time, and any amount helps. Like it does not have to be a lot. I think a lot of people with donating are always like, I don't know how much to give, and I feel obligated to give a lot, and you don't. Like it's just whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever you can help out with is perfect, and even if financially is not the biggest issue. I think for me, it's definitely spiritual. So if you just could pray, it's important. And before Tommy wraps us up, Kelsey, you get the last word. Um, maybe talk a little bit more about funding and, and you know, what that means to you, but also if, if you just some, some parting thoughts that you really, as you were thinking about coming in today and talking about this and the call on your own life and your heart, just what you want people to know. Um, yeah, I think Callie really covered much of funding. It's just really, a lot of people get stuck on it. Um, like you just want money from me, but there's just so much more. Yeah. Um, it's inviting people into our journey and, mm -hmm. um, just being able to see what God is going to do through this, um, trip that we're taking <laughs> a little more than a trip, but yeah. Yeah. So parting thoughts, I'm trying to think. Or are there any questions that maybe we didn't ask? I don't know. Did we, is this all going to be cut out? Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. can edit. Yeah. Okay. I can edit. Yeah. Kelly, can you think of anything we need to say? You want me to say <laughs> like, do you have anything that you just didn't get to say that you wanted to say? I'm trying to think. You guys obviously have such a big heart for this, Kelsey. What I was thinking mm -hmm. is if you wanted to, in your best way you can convey that, and maybe that would spark something in somebody else as well. Right. Um, I was just thinking, kind of diving a little, I was thinking earlier, just diving a little deeper into what they go through, like these kids. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where my heart started with all of this. Um, my job I had this last year was an in-home case manager and you just see a lot of kids with trauma. And so mm -hmm. I know that has prepared me to step into these kids experience every form of trauma you could think of, like physical, yeah. mental, emotional, mm -hmm. um, the girls, don't ever feel safe. The guys don't ever feel safe. Um, the girls are often sold into sex trafficking. Um, COVID has made that like 10 times worse. Yeah. So, and the little boys, they're just always getting beat up um, mm. by the dads and by the other people in the village. 
So just seeing that, I think that's where my heart started from all of this. And so I just can't wait to go over there, pour into these kids and these families. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for coming on today. Uh, we're just so grateful for your heart for this ministry. Uh, we're so grateful for your obedience to what God has called you to do. And uh, we will definitely be praying for you guys, um, you know, all throughout the ministry, whether it be the time you're over there, the time you're stateside, et cetera. Uh, we'll definitely be praying for you guys. So I, I wanted to add to that too, Tommy, that folks listening going, well, this isn't exactly a care podcast or whatever. I, w- I want to really encourage folks that are listening that we're all on mission and a big part of our mission is to love. And for some of us, that may be near and and through something like care ministry and support groups. And for some of us, that may be something far like flying to Romania. Um, and, and why we've spent a lot of the time on this podcast talking about calling on your heart and being obedient to God. But all of us as Christians are to carry the message of the gospel, the good news of salvation and forgiveness of sins, but also to be the bearers of the love of the Lord. Yep. Amen. But uh, as we get ready to close, we're reminded that prayer is primary. And Tom, I was going to ask if you don't mind praying this out. I would love to. Thank you. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Kelsey and Callie and their lives and the calling that you have on their lives. Lord, we know uh, you already have great works um, lined out for them in Romania for lives that are going to be touched, families that are going to be transformed, and people who are going to come to know you and be kingdoms or be part of, of citizens in the kingdom, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you for the celebration in a couple of days of, of your birthday. Lord, I just pray that that everyone would remember that that is why we're celebrating Christmas, because you came down to earth to be with us, to minister to us, to bring us salvation, and your light broke into the world that day. And let us give gifts and celebrate, Lord, for that reason. Thank you for care ministry. Thank you for the members of the care team. Thank you for this church and this community. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, we probably ought to sing happy birthday to Jesus. All right, let's do it. Uh, yeah, yes. All right. All, <laughs> and yeah. all four of us. All four. Oh, I'll yeah. sing. All right. Are we ready? Tommy? <laughs> Set. Go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget, you can catch us every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. to get this episode or others. And you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. You can also go to minorsidecom slash you can also go to minorsidecom slash care for additional resources. Love you guys, and we'll catch you next week. If it cr-